0: Support for Milledgeville Matters comes from Georgia College, Georgia's public liberal arts university, providing the experience students would expect from a private college with the affordability of a public university. For more information, gcsu.edu. Thank you for tuning in to Milledgeville Matters and WRGC 88.3 FM. I'm your host, Daniel McDonald, and today we're checking in with Murali Thermal, the executive director of the local Habitat for Humanity affiliate for Milledgeville in Baldwin County. He's here today on the occasion of the groundbreaking of the first new Habitat house to be built in Baldwin County since 2008. Morali, welcome back to Milledgeville Matters. Thank you, Daniel. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, and it's my pleasure to host you here. Now, of course, we're here today to talk about the groundbreaking of this new Habitat house, but I wanted to take a step back first, and in case there are any listeners who may not be familiar with Habitat for Humanity, I want to talk a little bit about the bigger picture and what Habitat does in our community. Um, so please, you know, could you tell me about the organization and its mission? Habitat for Humanity was founded
1: back in the late 60s by Millard Fuller with the hope and intention of providing safe, affordable housing for everyone. Uh, it's a, it was a tall order then, it's a tall order now. And post recession, we very well know that not everybody can really own a home. But in Milledgeville, Baldwin County, we want to make that dream come true to those individuals who have shown and exhibited fiduciary responsibility uh, and also who have a great need for safe, affordable housing. That is our mission. Uh, And that's what we will continue to do. And we have since 1994.
0: And I'm so glad that you've talked about the difference between fulfilling that mission at its outset in the 1960s and um, what you all have been seeing in our more recent history. Has it become harder for people here in the United States to get safe and affordable housing in this modern age? This
1: is true throughout the country and throughout the world, quite honestly. We have built a million homes collectively through Habitat for Humanity, for people around the world, for a million families. Has it got harder? Yes, it has definitely got harder, especially since the recession. We now play in a whole different market. Money's hard to get. Loans are hard to get. The need for housing continues to rise and will only continue to rise in the foreseeable future. The demographic is generally poor, poorer. The dollar stretches far less than it did a decade ago and the need continues to rise. So we have to be extremely conscious of the fact that Millennial Habitat for Humanity does not, in the interest of providing a mission, does not collapse implode because it is overstretching itself and does not have a good financial model. So to safeguard our mission and to continue to provide housing for those who can afford a house, we make sure that we vet those homeowners thoroughly and make sure that we don't set them up for failure.
0: So in a sense, it's almost like the exact opposite of what got us in trouble on a national level. That's exactly right. What got us in a national level
1: We all know what that did to us. We gave money to everybody unintentionally, but consequentially we drove the country deep down into recession and dragged the rest of the world with us. That happened at a local level. Millennial Habitat for Humanity has not built a house since 2008 because the affiliate suffered the fallout from the housing market. And we suffered in a small way, but we are back, the proverbial phoenix, and we are thriving. And we are happy to say that Millageville Habitat for Humanity will be breaking ground for its first house on World Habitat Day on October the 3rd for the first family since 2008. So this is a momentous occasion for us. Uh, We will prevail and we will continue to build more houses. We hope to build one house a year with all the prayers and all the support from the community. That will continue to happen. Our greatest challenge today is to find and identify those good, viable candidates. So to all our listeners, I say, there is somebody in your circle or the circle next to you who will qualify for a Habitat home and they should reach out to us. And we'll go through the motions, we'll go through the process, and hopefully we'll have at least two or three candidates. And the more candidates we have, the more houses we build.
0: Now, of course, and I think especially in our society, these thoughts of our income and our our self-worth as generated through income and what we do as a community can be very personal subjects. Now, if there's someone who just heard that call to look at your circle and to think about who may be house poor, is that a a proper way to say it? You could call it that. How might you recommend that they reach out to that person being mindful of um, just kind of the societal aspects of, you know, going into another person's you know, house, shall we say?
1: I think when you start, you know, once you start going into people's confidential matters, yes, there's a fine line. Uh, and within the organization, we have a fine line. There are There is only one person who in Millageville Habitat is better than certified to actually go through these confidential data of a potential applicant, and that would be me. We are more stronger and stricter now about the data that we collect. Yet we have to know and we have to find out what and how these individuals' income versus expense ratios are. For the potential listener who wants to recommend an individual or a family to Habitat, that's all they really need to do. Instead of going through the minutiae of vetting, all they have to do is make sure they have an income Make sure they have tax filings for the last two years. Make sure they have a need for housing, and that is a very subjective term. You can live in a substandard house. uh, You can live in a dangerous area. You could be living with someone else. You could be a renter. Once you walk in the Habitat door, everything that stays between the potential applicant and us stays confidential. So yes, I agree. It's hard for the person who is wanting their neighbor to apply for a habited House to go through all the motions, but if they have exhibited good fiduciary responsibility over their lifetime, that is a very good starting point. We know people who will be very careful with their funds and careful with their money and would like a house. Those are the key applicants that we'd like to identify.
0: If someone knows of someone that they know who may be a good candidate for being involved with Habitat for Humanity, can they make that recommendation to you, or does the applicant need to make that first step themselves to get in touch with your offices?
1: The applicant needs to make that first step. So let's, for example, say that you go to a certain social circle, such as a church, and you know there is somebody in that church who may qualify and is listening to this show, and they say, hey, I know Mrs. Jones has a need for a house, so... They reach out to us, and then we go through a preliminary checklist to make sure they have the very basics, such as income, their residency. They have to be a residence of Baldwin County for the last 12 months, for example. They have to have an income. doesn't mean that they have to have a salary or a wage, but they have to have an income, a steady income. So we go through those initial things that are non-confidential, and then we hand out an application to the the potential applicant, and then we go drill down further from there.
0: Well, we're going to take a short break right now, but if you're just joining us, we're talking with Murali Thermal. He's the executive director of Habitat for Humanity, the local affiliate here in Milledgeville and Baldwin County. We're talking today on the occasion of the groundbreaking of the first new Habitat house to be built in Baldwin County since 2008. So stay tuned for more Milledgeville Matters. Thank you for staying tuned to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. Today, we're talking about Habitat for Humanity, its global mission, but also how it affects communities here in Milledgeville and Baldwin County. Joining me in the studio today is Murali Theromol. He's the executive director of Habitat for Humanity here in Milledgeville and Baldwin County. Now, in that last segment, we were talking a little bit about the macrocosm and a little bit about the microcosm. But I thought we'd go directly to the home here. And I wanted to ask you, how does Habitat build these homes? How do they get paid for? And uh, what are some of the other ancillary issues surrounding the actual building and settling of families into these homes?
1: Good question. So obviously, these houses don't build themselves. A lot of what we do comes from in-kind contributions and cash contributions. So let's break down the financing of this. I think this is very key to our listeners to understand that try to alleviate some of the myths that are out there, that Habitat builds free houses for people. Strike that off your vocabulary and thought process right away. Habitat does not build free houses for anyone. We are considered one of the world's number one non-toxic charities which means you have to have sweat equity in the game in order to own one of these houses. Well, that's fine. But here we are talking about an individual family that probably doesn't make enough money to go into a regular bank and borrow funding to build their own house. So here comes Habitat. It has a funding mechanism. Let's break that down a little bit. We raise money. Who is we? Millageville Habitat for Humanity comes out to individuals like you and we present to you our mission statement. We are telling you that we build houses for potential homeowners and we would like your financial support. 117 donors in the last fiscal year gave us over $25,000 just around Millichuel Baldwin County for whom I need to give a shout out. They They gave generously and we raised that money in 24 hours. That's not going to build a house. That only helps us with a little bit of what we do. Uh, The majority of the money then comes from grants. We have written several grants. We have been very fortunate to being blessed by some good ones. We will get into that in a little bit. But I think the financing structure of the house is important. When these homeowners come to Millageville and have received a potential house, they are required to pay down a down payment of $500 and sign on to a contract that says that they will put in 300 hours of sweat equity. Well, that's well and good. In this recent house build, numerous churches in the community belonging to a cross-section of denominations and races have come together and have pledged to raise close to $40,000 in cash from their congregation which is wonderful. Everybody who gives a dollar is now invested in Millageville Habitat and the new house that we are getting ready to build. Once we collect the money and build the house, we are required by law, by new federal law, that we cannot sell these houses for what it cost us, but we need to sell these houses at market price. And the way we do that, it, we won't get into the sausage making of house financing, but I will say we go through a process with two mortgages. This may all sound so terribly familiar to some listeners because that's what uh, pre-market crash did, excepting it's a, it's a very vetted process that this federal government allows most uh, lending institutions to work around. And uh, the homeowner then pays us a mortgage Interest-free mortgage will actually help us build the next house and so on. On a rare occasion such as this one, we have a very good candidate who is now able to actually tap into federal resources at very, very low interest rates. And I'm talking about three to three and a quarter percent. And if we think that's a fit, we will run that by the homeowner and say, hey, we have a wonderful model for you. We can build a house for you and the federal government will actually fund this for you through the federal home loan bank. And that individual is now eligible for that loan. And what happens is the day we sell the house to this homeowner, we are given a check are issued a check by the federal home loan bank for the full amount of the house price. On day two, we are ready to build the next house. The caveat there is that the homeowner needs to have a 640 or better credit score. And that is the long and short of the current model. We will try very hard to stick with this model because the beauty of this model is we only needed to raise that money one time. Those funds get allocated to and are used every year to build the next house. The downside is we will be limited to candidates who have a 640 or better credit score. There are a lot of tools out there since the market crash, so we will leverage a lot of those funding for the less fortunate homeowners who have qualified in every other way but don't have that uh, credit rating.
0: Now, is there any way to contextualize what a 640 credit score would be? I imagine that many of the people who may think that they could be eligible. They may not know their credit score off the top of their um, head. And nor do
1: I. I have no idea what my credit score is. I wanna think it's good and I hope it is, but unfortunately it's not something you can Google. It's a little bit more complex than that. I tell everybody the rule of thumb is, have you paid all your bills on time? Have you borrowed money to buy furniture or a car and not paid it back? Have you walked away from your debt obligations? If you have not done any of those, if you have not, if you have walked away from your obligations to be a light bill, a phone bill, a car note payment, you missed several of those, those will negatively impact your credit score. So we do have a partnership with the local mortgage office that will help you bring up your credit score. Of course, your if your credit score is really bad, you can't really do a whole lot, but if it's close to 630 or just little lower than that ideal mark, then we can work with them to say, hey, let's get this credit score taken care of. What I'm telling most of our potential homeowners who do not qualify is, hey, you have 12 more months. Go ahead and let's straighten this out, okay? We'll help you, but ultimately you have got to do this. Go ahead and clean up your credit score. And here are some tools that you can work with. Don't borrow more than you can pay pay everything that you've borrowed, and it will get better. So I think the trick is you don't want to get in debt if you can afford to. Do not go down that route at all because it's a very slippery slope, which is what drove this country into recession, and it it continues to do that. We have a national debt of over $17 trillion. That's the cumulative debt of the country. Uh, Not a good thing. I mean, that's the best you can contextualize that. and I think we'll be glad to work with potential individuals who think, hey, I've paid every bill on time, and I really think that I have a good shot at this. I say to them, come on, we'll pay $25,
0: and we'll run a credit check and see how we can help you out. Well, it's that time again. We're going to take a short break. But if you're just joining us, we're talking about Habitat for Humanity of Milledgeville and Baldwin County. Joining me in the studio today is Morali Thuramal. He's the executive director of our local affiliate here in Milledgeville. So stay tuned, and we'll be talking more about the groundbreaking of the first new Habitat house to be built in Baldwin County since 2008. We'll be right back with more Millageville Matters. Thank you for staying tuned to Milledgeville Matters and WRGC 88.3 FM. I'm your host, Daniel McDonald, and today we're talking with Morale Thermal about the newest habitat house to be built in Baldwin County. And this is the first one to be built in Milledgeville and the surrounding area since 2008. Morali, of course, is the executive director of the local habitat affiliate for Milledgeville and Baldwin County. Now, in that last segment, We got really granular about the experience of an individual coming in and starting the process of trying to become a Habitat homeowner. But of course the mission for Habitat for Humanity, as I understand it, is not solely about the individuals. It's about building up communities. Can you talk about some of the ways in which Habitat has a larger mission than some of our radio audience may think that it does? At an individual level, We
1: all dream of a safe house. Children don't get that concept, but their parents do. And what we like to do is build one house at a time for one family at a time and create that safe environment. Statistically, we know that the children who are raised in habitat homes around the country perform better at school because they have a stable environment and a stable home. To come back to. How do you take that one family and replicate that model throughout a village? So we have, in the last four years, focused on Harrisburg in Milledgeville, the little southern neighborhood of Baldwin County, the area that had has, continues to have, blight issues, a lot of negative press and uh, publicity. To me, Harrisburg is the village that God gave me on a silver platter and said, these are my people too, go help them. And I think that is pretty much the sentiment my board of directors at Millageville Habitat generally embrace. And Harrisburg has become my little village. I see them almost every Tuesday. And together, little by little, we have built quite a little impression with a lot of the other neighborhoods around the habitat world. Very proud to say that the Fitzgerald Foundation from Atlanta has generously given us a $150,000 grant to make that community better, to govern, to give for the community, to do for themselves, help those who help themselves. I don't wanna call out names, but both colleges in this community have been great supporters of ours. And it is in that community that we see the future of Habitat, where we will build one house at a time and hopefully make a difference. And the Harrisburg community has risen to the occasion. They have good citizen leadership. They are learning to help themselves and we will support them wholeheartedly from the back and make sure that they continue to succeed.
0: And so we're coming to the close of of our interview today. You know, we've been talking about many things, um, you know, both at a much broader level and also, you know, again, here on the ground in Milledgeville. And I was wondering, If you could talk to our audience, if they're hearing this message for the first time and it speaks to them and they want to become involved in the work that you do uh, here in Milledgeville or the work that Habitat Humanity does across the globe, how can they get involved? I'm
1: so delighted. I know my phone is going to ring off the hook uh, after this show uh, is broadcast. Anybody interested in any realm of contributing towards our effort can either contact us directly by phone at 478 39617 or they can visit us online at millagevillehabitat.org that will be 478-453-9617 or millagevillehabitat.org and they can read about us, they can call us, they can lend a hand and we have all kinds of opportunities for people to help us with and and we will gladly accept any form of
0: contribution at any time. All right, so a plethora of options for people to become involved with Habitat for Humanity on the local level. Again, we are running a of time in this segment and in our show overall. And I just wondered if I could get a personal testimony from you. Marali, how did you come to this outpost in life? And, and why does it you know continue to keep you so engaged? People call this entity
1: by different names. But for the sake of this conversation show, we will just call it God he or she, or whatever it may be. I'm sure it has a great influence in much of my life as does it the whole grand picture. I grew up in the third world. I grew up in a developing country in Sri Lanka where not just housing, but everything from indentured labor to poverty at its worst, slums, things that the average American never sees in his or her life. We In this country will live and die many generations and have really not seen poverty. Uh, I think there's a great need and a great calling to really support the less fortunate. And you continue to listen to great idols like Pope Francis. You hear it at many levels and I think it finally hit home that life is not about uh, making lots of money and stashing it off. Uh, because you're not going to carry it with you. It is not about an inheritance that you're gonna hand down. It is about serving your fellow human beings while you're still able to dig a hole or strike a nail or have your faculties together. So that is essentially my greatest calling and and why I did it. It takes me back to the tsunami years and having worked in Sri Lanka where pretty much in a very short period of time we were charged with rebuilding an entire fishing village from houses to fishing boats to fishing nets and create a sustainable model that was taken away from those people overnight. So bringing those lessons back here to Millichville Baldwin County, we need to create a sustainable model. That is That would be my end-all goal
0: for Millichville Habitat. Well, Morali, I'm so glad that You've come to Milledgeville and Baldwin County to share that lesson with us. And I also thank you for coming in today and sharing this lesson with our radio audience. Thank you for having me. It has been my pleasure. You've been listening to Milledgeville Matters and WRGC 88.3 FM. Today, we are talking about the groundbreaking of the first new Habitat house to be built in Baldwin County since 2008. Joining me in the studio was Murali Thurmwall. He's the executive director of the local Habitat for Humanity affiliate here in Milledgeville in Baldwin County. The groundbreaking of this new house will take place on World Habitat Day, which is October 3rd, 2016. I've been your host, Daniel McDonald. I want to thank you for taking a moment of your day to share with us here on Milledgeville Matters. And I want you to know that I look forward to convening with you next time.